Hello, everybody. Steve Goldstein here. Another edition of the Goldie and Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our producer is Brett Markowitz. Uh, please listen up later on to what I have to say about our sponsors. Without them, uh, the podcast would not be possible. They're all wonderful people doing great things in the community. So uh, hopefully you'll listen to their message. Um, and if you could use their services, please do. Okay. Finally back home in South Florida, the Panthers, the first 18 games of this season have just been crazy. First of all, only two teams have played fewer home games than the Panthers. Only one team has played more road games. 30% of the road schedule is done already. That is incredible. Until New Year's, the Panthers have four road games, Carolina twice, Tampa, and Washington. 14 of the next 16 are at home. So finally a four-game homestand. Winnipeg, the Rangers, the Flyers, and Anaheim. The schedule certainly doesn't get, um, you know, easy, but the Panthers have played the toughest schedule in the NHL. Um, And getting through it with a dozen road games, getting nine points in those games, impressive uh, points in every home game so far except for one. So you know these these players, and Joel Quenville is a veteran coach, obviously, will be talking about, you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot what you did through those dozen road games and those tough buildings if you don't back it up and win games at home. So that's where they are uh, now, and it really sets up nicely for this team. Uh, you know, relatively healthy. They've gotten through this stretch as well with, you know, not, not, not devastating – Injuries, although Trocek missing seven of the 18 games is a big factor. Matheson missing a couple of weeks a factor. Um, but players have stepped up and done a really good job. You know, Ekblad and Weger have been the top pair combined. Uh, you talk about at least three games that they've missed. Um, Achari, a factor on this team, obviously in a big way. He missed a couple of games, but uh, the depth is better than it's ever been that they've been able to fill in and fill in well. Brian Boyle, a huge pickup in that department when you talk about centers being out. And Dominic Toninato has proven that, uh, you know, he clearly is the 13th or 14th guy now because he came up and played well for the three games, scored a goal, and really was able to keep that line's identity with Sevier and, and Dryden Hunt in Nola Chari's absence. So the last game the Panthers played, but we've got to revisit it, folks. Uh, Done a number of interviews, you know, radio interviews since the Boston game. Was asked the question, did you ever expect it? Certainly you don't expect a team to come back from four goals down, a team that had never done it before. And I didn't know it at the time, but the Boston Bruins had never lost a four-goal lead at home and lost the game. The Boston Bruins have only once in franchise history And they've been playing hockey since 1924, led by four goals in the third period and lost the game. That was at the old Maple Leaf Gardens to the Maple Leafs uh, when Boston led by led 6-2 in the third and ended up losing the game. So you're talking about, you know, if you took odds at the second intermission, you would have said absolutely no way. But, you know, Joel Quenville makes the goalie change. Montembeau comes in, first shift of the third period. Uh, You know, the top pair and the top line get in the offensive zone and get a goal. 
you know, in the first shift of the third. And you said, okay, they got one back. They're within three. And three has been a number they've come back from this year. Certainly, it was New Jersey, and it was in the second period, not Boston, with 19 minutes left in the game. But as they started playing that third, and Montebo made a couple of key saves, and certainly they were giving up some chances, you know, the other way, because they had to push offensively down by a big number. As he made those saves, and then Huberto with a great play to set up Petrano for that second goal, I did think it was going to be interesting the rest of the period. Still, odds against it. You got to get two more, and you have to hold them scoreless. Um, but, you know, when Hoffman scored in the power play, it was game on. It really was. And when they killed the Achari penalty, and Coyle, I think, hit the post right after that and remained a 4-3 game, I've just seen this team. First of all, when they go with the five- or six-man unit, if the goalie was pulled, the, the Panthers are a top-five team in the NHL. That's the bottom line. The talent they have, uh, Yandel, you know, still one of the best offensive defensemen around. So when he's out there just purely thinking offense and running the show in the offensive zone, um, you know, there aren't very many better. And then when you talk about throwing those, whether it's three or five forwards on the ice with the Barkoff line, and, you know, Trocek and Hoffman, you're talking about some of the best firepower in the league. So when they killed the Achari penalty and we got down about three minutes left and it was still a one-goal game, I clearly thought, and I can say this after, but I'm telling you, I thought they had, I'm not going to say they would tie it because the odds are against it, but I, I knew there'd be some great opportunities to get the game tied. There was, there was no question in my mind, as long as they didn't stay on the perimeter and they got pucks to the net and got to the net, which is what happened on the goal. Barkov carried it in, you know, towards the net. And then Yandel got the rebound goal. Um, Saturday before in Brooklyn, you know, they snapped it around the perimeter for 40 seconds in the Islander zone, down a goal. Um, the Islanders did a good job packing it in, learning they're a heck of a team um, and they're not a fluke. But there's no question that I thought at three minutes left, hey, it's game on. They are going to get chances, and they've got a legitimate shot to get this thing tied up. Um, so just incredible when you look at the odds that were stacked against the, the Panthers coming back. And then in overtime, you know, Marchand's got to break away. Uh, Montembeau's got to stop Pasternak point blank, and he did. I think Bergeron had a chance in OT. Uh, and then Rask stops Hoffman at the buzzer on a breakaway. Uh, j- just incredible. An incredible sporting event, really. Um, and one of those, you know, games of why you never go away and you never turn it off. And, you know, fans can do whatever they want, certainly. But maybe we shouldn't go on Twitter <laughs> and, you know, rip guys in the middle of a game because it's 60 minutes. And one thing this team has proven, I believe it's 14 comebacks on the road to get games tied this year. It might even be more after three comebacks at Madison Square Garden. This Panther team never, ever, ever goes away. And, you know, you could say that, hey, you're down a goal and or two goals in Buffalo. You come back and get a point. But to come all the way back from four down in the third period against the Boston Bruins, against Tuka Rask, who was like 22-6 and six in his career against the Panthers, against a team that has been playing hockey since 1924, that has never lost a four-goal lead at home, whether it was at the old Matthews Arena, Northeastern, 
whether it was the old Boston Garden or the new TD Garden, not really new, been around 20-plus years, never lost a four-goal lead against the first-place team. Just absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. And for a guy like Vetrano, the former Bruin, and a Boston guy like Yandel, um, to be right in the middle of it I thought was great for those guys. You know, Nola Chari really wanted that win against his former team. And I also give the Panthers credit switching up the uh, the shootout. You know, they start the season, oh, they 0-3, I think, or 0-2, 1-3 in the shootout. You know, and Barkov really wasn't scoring. Huberto um, had his struggles, and they change it up. You know, and they go over Toronto to start the shootout both games. He scored Sunday against the Rangers, didn't score against the Bruins. And why not Mike Hoffman? He's one of the best shooters in the NHL. So you get him in the shootout. He ends up scoring. Uh, Trocek is you know, been great now in the shootouts, um, you know, three of five this year. And Sam Montembeau, who, again, another reason why you got to love sports and you got to love this Panther team, Montembeau historically bad in shootouts. I talked to him early in the season, um, you know, when he lost that shootout against the Islanders at Nassau Coliseum. Remember, played really well that game, and they came back in the third and got the point and then lost the shootout. And he's like, yeah, I'm just bad in the shootouts. I think in the AHL, he told me he either didn't win any or many. Um, there were some, though, he told me he made some saves. He'd have like, you know, he'd go five rounds and he, he made all the saves until the final round um, and lost one nothing. But he also told me in junior that it wasn't something that was, you know, a strength of his. All of a sudden, Sam Montembeau now. 13 shots on goal in shootouts, 10 saves, makes the great save Sunday on Artemi Panarin, and, um, you know, comes through in the shootout in Boston, stopping three of four. And Sam Montebo now is three and one in the shootouts this season. So just some incredible storylines. Um, the first quarter of this season, you can't ask for much more. Whether you, and we've talked about it here on the podcast, whether you break it down in the 10-game segments, the five-game segments, uh, this team is right where it needs to be to be a 100-point team. And actually, if they do well to start this homestand to finish up the first 20 games of the year, um, they're looking at over 100 points uh, pacing with the schedule they've played, with all the road games they've played. Um, so it's been encouraging. And they're a team, I can tell you this, um, they like each other. They're having a great time together. They're having fun. So, And I also know this, that the crowd support when it's there, the Detroit game was great. Opening night against Tampa was great. These guys notice it. So um, hopefully, you know, with the way this team has played, the commitment ownership has made, um, and the excitement that the, the games are great. I mean, the games are unbelievable. Uh, the comebacks or, you know, the overtime, they have the games have gone overtime. Um, you know, hopefully you get the fan support and the support. Appreciate everybody watching the games as well on Fox Sports Florida. So a uh, quick word from our sponsors. Without them, the podcast wouldn't be possible. Uh, same with our producer, Brett Markowitz, does a great job, uh, really insightful on the Panthers as well. I can tell a little secret now that Brett was the one that noticed Barkoff was out of the game in Nashville. So uh, he sent me a text message during the game. So appreciate uh, him as well. So word from our sponsors, and uh, we'll be back real soon. Appreciate you subscribing, downloading. Tell your friends, please. The more, uh, the more subscribers we get, uh, the better it is for the podcast. So uh, personally, I appreciate the support, everybody, here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. We'll be back uh, soon with a new edition. Thanks.
One-on-one -on -one concierge is your only stop needed for all of your home needs. Whether you're out of town, you need your home looked after, make sure there's things like no leaks, or any home maintenance at all, Oscar and one-on-one -on -one concierge handle it with professional care. House projects, moving, organizing closets, running errands, they do it all. Call Oscar today at one-on-one, 954-439-1551. -on -one, That's 954-439-1551, or check out the website, oneononeconcierge.com. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and Morris Southeast Group. We appreciate Ken being a supporter of the podcast right from the beginning. Now, for all you folks out there, if you own commercial real estate, if you're looking to lease or purchase, call Ken. He represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris. He's a class guy, a straight shooter, qualified and knowledgeable. He's the type of guy you want to do business with. And he's a South Florida guy with a great reputation. Again, it's Ken Morris and his group, which does an outstanding real estate job. 954-240-4400. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma and she beat it and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund children's cancer research and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDS and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDS on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Uh, everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954 594 5763. That's 954-594-5763. Help us, help Dave Lister, and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the SIDES Foundation. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954 922 8660 online at com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management.